everybody. This is John, and this is Above Average Driven Millennials. With me today, I have two fucking amazing guys here that are crushing it in the Spine and Sports Rehab Center. First of all, thank you, Joe, for being here. Thank you, we John. appreciate you. Yeah, of course. AJ, same thing with you. Awesome, I know time is an asset, so you spending time with us today means a lot. Um, what I want to dive into first, first and foremost, and have a mix of you, talk about what Thrive is for people who don't know. Um, quickly, I would say like Thrive is becoming like sort of like a movement right now mm-hmm. for something that has existed, but not to this extent before. Mm-hmm. Um, chiropractic and acupuncture care has never really been mainstream talked about within the sports community. Everybody always knew that certain athletics had it and they used it, but it's never really been like the forefront and focus of, I guess, businesses before and him and I being ex-college athletes we really didn't want to do anything other than that like that's what we love that's that's where we want to stick to and since we started there's always been a little pushback from other people being like well you'll never be able to fully run a business never be able to fully run an office just solely on these type of patients and um we've really kind of and you said, look at me now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if we're there yet, but right. we, we definitely have that vision to get there. And really what we're trying to do is just change the way people look at healthcare too, especially mm-hmm. in this realm of, uh, you know, everyone waits, especially even in the athletic population or how about just the, the weekend warrior population. Everyone waits to, to, to get treatment after they're hurt. You know, we're really trying to change that. It's like we, we almost don't want to treat hurt people. We want to treat healthy people. We want to keep them healthy. We want to keep them thriving. And that's really where the name came from is like, you know, having them thrive, people thriving. And, you know, just being that ultimate athlete or ultimate just person on that tennis court with mm-hmm. their friends or on the golf course. You know, that's really what our goal is to just have everyone essentially just being super healthy and, and feeling good. I love it. I love it. And so let me ask you a question. So just to dive in on, on the, on the, so in your industry, people aren't doing anything trendy is essentially what you guys are saying for this world, right? Like nothing is cutting edge. It's trendy. It's very like archaic and more people I'm saying in terms of the marketing aspect of it, it's never been sexy. And now you guys are trying, you guys are not trying, but you're doing, you're putting a different twist on it in a nutshell. Yeah. And so, and so, but my question is though, is that like, what, like for the people out there who find like, you know, uh, like you said, where it's like, it's very, you know, it's been this way forever. You know, nobody's really looked at it like from, a, from the angle. Cause like when you thought of acupuncture, for instance, right. Or anything like that, like you never thought of like two dudes who are like college, you know, athletes and like that are cutting edge that now have twisted it to be more of like, you're working with athletes every day. So like, but what, it, what thought, what made you guys think or what kind of prompted you to want to make it like what it is today? Because Thrive, even the logo, like when you see Thrive, it looks younger. It looks like it's more cutting edge. What made you both want to do that? Uh, that's us. Um, that's just who you live, are. We live that lifestyle. Yeah. So to not have a business that mimics our own lifestyle would be lying, mm-hmm. fake. And we just can't, we don't do that. There's nothing about what we do on a daily basis that we don't truly believe in or practice ourselves. Right. So that's, you know, it's, it's thrive. It's not just walk through life or crawl through life. Right. It's like get up and just fucking crush it. Right. Just constantly. Yeah. I love it. I, love I was it. up at four o'clock this morning to hit the gym before, you know, because we had to be up a little earlier. Yeah. Here. 
And I mean, it's that's my routine every day. I get up, I hit the gym, I get, I you know, eat my breakfast, I get here. It's it's all focused and it's all about driving this business and my mm-hmm. life forward and as well as I can. Right, I love it. I love it. And so I want to I want to shift. So what would you say to people out there, right, who are trying to start a business and like are scared of a partnership? A lot of times people look at partnerships as something that can be very complicated. What's your guys' thought process on, on being partners and what's the story on how it got started? All right, so I, truthfully, uh, you know, everyone has fears about it. You know, don't get me wrong, it definitely is scary and it's definitely one of those things that you think about, but I mean, having him as a partner makes it a lot easier, put it that way. Um, and hopefully he feels the same way about me, but. Uh, he's, like, yeah. he's, like, he's like this fucking guy. <laughs> um, sum it up in one word um, communicate. Mm-hmm. It's the same as having any partner in anything else in life. Um, I know you're married, have yes. a wife, he's married, I have a fiance. Right. Um, if we were very shitty communicators with them, we would have a very difficult time getting oh, yeah. through life. Um, we made a point early on that we may have hit a couple obstacles where we weren't communicating very well, but now him and I communicate so well that there's a lot of things that can be done without us even speaking to each other. Because right. we just know it's going to get done. Because Telepathic we, now. <laughs> yeah, we sit down and we, all, we both have the same goals and we push forward and... That's a big part of this. Yeah. What's too, too, what we realized too from the start, we really realized like, all right, like here's my strengths, here's strengths. Like you fucking run with those things, I'll run with these things. Like, you know, it, it was a big part of understanding those things and kind of really, we didn't like lay it out. Okay, here's your, here's your responsibilities, here's your responsibilities, but we kind of just kind of saw and understood mm-hmm. where we're both going to really see where our strengths really fit and allowed for us to like, put our 100% effort into these things and he puts his 100% into other things and we kind of just collaborate with certain aspects and really run with it. Um, but this whole idea of this business itself started in the bullpen, kind of like we were saying earlier when we were chatting that... Um, How many years ago? 10 years ago. Wow. So yeah. about 10 years ago, so my father was a chiropractor and an acupuncturist mm-hmm. himself. So I've been around this whole, my whole life grew up in it. So I knew I was getting into this. I kind of already, but my idea was I was probably going to work for my father. Right. Take over his business and everything like that. And I was like, and Joe was like, okay, well, you know, I want to be a chiropractor or something along the lines, maybe physical therapist. And I was like, all right, sweet. Like my idea was probably going to be like, okay, well I'll push my father out and replace my father with Joe. Right. That was my idea. Right. But as the time got closer, you know, I got, was going through school. Me and my father just weren't seeing eye to eye. I knew he was going to hold me back. Mm-hmm. Like, like our business in nine months has surpassed his business of 30 years right um, and that's really where I knew he wasn't going to allow me to spend the money I wanted to spend to, to market he wasn't going to allow me to spend money to make the place look the way I wanted it to look to right. represent me right um, those are very important to me those type of things of mm-hmm. uh, what represents me like you know a partner that cares about himself represents me right you know the people in my office represent me it's it's as I can see in your office, the same way. Um, so it's kind of th- that aspect that I started saying, like, you know what, Joe? Like, we were in that boat. We were like, dude, let's do this. Let's do this. And we started thinking about it. And then we both kind of got out of school. I was at, I was out of school two years older than Joe. So I kind of was in the employee realm or contractor right. realm for a little bit. And I started just started realizing, like, you know, the places I was at weren't representing me properly. I, I was like, this is just wasn't happy. I mean, I was making great money, but at the end of the day, it's really the money. I'm sure you feel the same way. It's not everything to it's you not. at all. It, it's really about the freedom and mm-hmm. the, the allowance of being able to just make your own way and 
make your own mistakes and you know do your own marketing do your own everything you know that type of thing and so me and him were in contact for a while just kind of bouncing ideas back and forth and we started you know about like probably a full year year and a half even before we opened we started reopening the conversation and started you know meeting up at diners and being like <laughs> like just being in disguise see us and stuff so we kind of started realizing like wait a sec like dude should we do this like all right so we started like maybe call the realtor like hey can you show us some spots and then and then we would be realtors and they would ask us, like, what do you do? And they're like, it's none of your business. <laughs> space. Don't ask. Because we're not trying, like, we know these people we're talking to, right. know the people that we may work for. Right. And, where do you guys work? Ah, North Jersey somewhere. Yeah. Moving down this way. Right, like, you're right. just lying your ass off to keep it quiet. Fucking secret agents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're so eating breakfast, drinking coffee, and you hear someone come in and you're like, look around. <laughs> but the, the need was never, it never hurt enough. Right. The need never hurt enough, I don't think, for either of us. And it finally got to the point, it hurt so much that it was worth it to make the jump. And that's really where finally me and him looked at each other and just said, screw it. You go and quit tomorrow, I'll quit. We both quit our jobs like that. That's yeah. fucking fire. He, he got literally booted out the door. I mean, my guys begged me to stay. Yeah, like I handed a letter that was like, I'll give you 10 more days. And they were like, well, you can leave now. And I was like, cool, I'll get my shit. <laughs> so like, our guys, guys were like, oh, dude, we'll give you like 100 grand. You know, all this stuff. They were begging me. And I was like, no, sorry. It, it, it just, I don't, the money didn't matter at that point. It hurt so much to keep allowing for this name to represent me. Right. And allow for these people to be my bosses. Even though they were awesome guys. I love them to death, like in the moment at the time, but it just, it, it, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. I have that, I want to be my own boss. I, I want to create, and right. I wasn't able to create there. It didn't have that space. I didn't have that. We both wanted to create a brand. Yeah. Like right. we walked around like handing out business cards when we had our old jobs and you're like borderline embarrassed to like <laughs> hand someone a card that's like got your name in the bottom and little font and someone else's business up top when deep right. down you know like I could do so much more than this right and then it got to the, like I would be telling people where I was and they're like where's that and I was like exactly yeah I'm like you don't even know where it is <laughs> now we go places and I'm like you know I'll buy something for the office and they'll be like oh what do you need this for I'm like oh sports medicine practice oh what's the name of it thrive oh I've heard of that yeah, and, that, isn't that the best? And it's like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's fucking fine. And the one thing I like that you guys said, though, is um, anybody listening, like, okay, at the end of the day, we always want to add value for entrepreneurs that are listening. And the biggest thing that you said that I really like is that it was like almost you're in the wild and, you know, you wanted to just naturally see what you guys were the best at instead of being like, hey, you do this and I'm going to do this. Like, I like that you were both just like, nat- by natural selection, I was better at this, so I'm doing this. He was better at that. He's doing that. Like that's how shit. That's how shit thrives. No pun intended. Yeah. Exactly. And then you it got thrive and adapt. <laughs> and then it got to the point where we looked at each other. You know, like we no lie. We spent three days on Wix trying to build a website when we first opened. Right. <clears throat> we had no clue what we were doing. We were terrible at it. Right. We're not computer guys. So <laughs> it got to the point where him and I, like, once we actually started to do well in the business and money started coming and we had a little bit of assets to designate, like, we kind of looked at each other like, we need somebody that can do this. Right. Because I'm not going to waste my time doing something that I'm not good at. He's not going to waste his time doing something he's not good at. Let's keep doing what you and I do best and let the people know what they're doing. Right. Do what they do. Right. And that was a big part and that's, you know, why we found you guys because we got to the point where, like, listen... We like what we're doing, but we need somebody, and we got a team now of people to, 
you know, take the reins on things that we just don't really truly understand or not to put it in a bad way, don't want to spend the time to understand. Well, I mean, we made it a year, <coughs> um, almost a year by doing it. And so we understand it. We know social media. We, we know the website. We know these things. And I do run a couple other websites myself, yep. my other businesses. So I, I can't at least get on there if I needed to. God forbid, you know, we had to, to take it over ourselves. Right. You know, and that's really one of the biggest things that early on, you know, in my entrepreneurial life, I hired a couple of really big mentors that really taught me a lot of things that really one of the biggest things that really stuck with me is that you, you really need to under you need to be like a four or five on everything mm -hmm. out of 10. Like, you know, you don't have to be the 10 out of 10. You know, the 10 out of 10 guys probably the professional in that aspect, right. you know, like yourself with social media or with these things or with it, with, with the website stuff. Like, you know, you should always be a four or five out of everything, no matter what within your business, God forbid some, that person didn't show up that day, you need to take over. Or God right. forbid, you know, the website goes down, you need to be able to get on there immediately, get it back and running. You need to understand every little aspect, of, right. or at least one or you or the partner needs to know that. And that's really where having a partner does help a lot too. I don't need to be the four or five on everything. Right. You know, he's the four or five on, on these other things or... You know, we're on the four or five on other things, so it comes together and really allows for us to, no matter what, we're kind of indestructible on a lot of things. I don't want to say we're completely indestructible, but we're, we're trying to become that way as best as we can. But it's in your hands. So yeah. that's, that's, again, and going back to like the whole freedom of being an entrepreneur and creating a brand and yeah. doing whatever the fuck you want every day. Yeah. Like, that's the beautiful part of it also. It's like, no matter what, the one thing I say to everybody, like when I first started adapting social, like in my, my parents' basement, like literally the biggest thing that I loved was the fact that like I had to learn every angle of web, social, email, developing, coding, you know, and I did it all myself first before I could hire anybody because I couldn't afford anybody then. Yeah. So, so I had to be a 10 at everything in order to, in order to actually provide a good product to, to the clients. Mm -hmm. And, and the one thing that I've learned is that no matter what, and you guys obviously in your world and anybody who's an entrepreneur listening it's like, I know there's not fucking one thing, person, or anybody on this planet that will ever stop me because if everybody left this team tomorrow, I will fucking figure it out. I got us here, you know, by myself and, and then eventually with a great team of people. But either way, like you said, that four to five, I like that, I like that thought process because either way, you have to be able to jump in and do whatever you need to do mm -hmm. because people are going to leave, things are going to change, tragedy is going to strike. Somebody's going to get hit by a car or some shit like that. And what's going to happen? Are, you, are all your eggs in that basket? So it's so fucking important. I love that. That's, that's fucking fire. And because, because what we do here, it's not all about the sexy shit, right? It's, so the, the purpose of us starting this was primarily about like when you watch movies and these documentaries, it's all, it's all the sexy shit of like being an entrepreneur. Because right now, an entrepreneur is way more sexier than it was 10 years ago when your father was his own boss, right? It was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, but nowadays, now it's like, oh, fuck. You know, you see what Joe and AJ are doing? Like, how cool is that? Like, it's so much sexier than it was. And so because of that, obviously, now everybody wants, everybody thinks that they're a CEO or an owner of a company and they, they act like they're fucking, you know, this person, but they don't have payroll. They don't have any real shit. But... Talk to me about some of the struggles you guys have had as, as business owners in your business that have made, that have made certain things I really mean, challenging. I mean, we are only, you know, what, 10 months old. Right. We're very new business. Um, right. I mean, we really, you know, especially in the healthcare world, you know, especially when you're dealing with um, certain aspects of collections of money. I mean, you really don't collect money right away. So the first, like, you know... And if you got people on the back end that don't know what they're doing and, you know... 
or things happen and people just want to put an obstacle in your way, you could not make a collection for five months. Six months. Wow. So, I and, mean, you know, that's nuts. So one of the biggest tough things was, is, and the, like I said before, is that the, the, it, the hurt became so much that we just, it didn't matter what was going to come forward. Right. So I was engaged at the time, so obviously I just got married two weeks, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Congratulations. Thanks, man. So like, obviously- Congrats time, to you too. Obviously Thank at the time I was engaged, right. so I had a wedding, I was planning, I was paying for. I was also building a house at the time. Woo! So money was not, <laughs> was not easy. Right. Um, but the, again, the hurt was just, it didn't matter. I didn't care. I was right. just going to go through whatever I needed to get through to get to this That point. whole like cliche thing where like you start a business by like emptying your bank accounts, maxing out your credit cards, taking out more credit cards to max them out. Yeah, I had, we did that I had, a couple right. times. I had, right. I had at one point over 50K in credit cards. Wow. Um, my bank account overdrew about seven times. Yeah. Right. Um, it was tough. I, I, you know, I was going to bed going... Him and I got to we the were, point where we neither fighting. of us had any money. We had to... Like, we, we couldn't even afford to stop and get coffee in the morning. So we had to make the decision. We looked at the bank account. And we're like, all right, well, we got just enough to get K-Cups and uh, half and half. <laughs> right. So we'll just keep it in the office so that right. we don't have to get it anywhere else. You know, you're like letting the gas go as long as you can in of your course, car. Of course, of course. Right. You know, and you're getting up at five o'clock in the morning because you need to get to the office by, you know, 6.30 and it's snowing. Yeah, right. like, you know, there was times where like, we were like, hey Joe, uh, do we get uh, like paper towels or do we get like paper for the printer? Like, right. which one? Have, which one? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we were like, holy crap. Like, like we couldn't even afford like certain, like, you know, equipment for the office in the beginning because we physically couldn't. And so we, we had like, to scrounge together some money at one point of our own personal money that we like got maybe like Christmas money at that point. Right. And we like, we're like, well, these walls are pretty bare. Why don't we go figure out a couple pictures for them? <laughs> and we did that. Like, but that's those struggles. Like, I guess we both got to a point where the struggle was so real that we could have like folded. just folded. It right. was, it would have been easy. We could have walked away. We could have told everybody we gave it a shot. It didn't work. Um, but like him and I just looked at each other and we kind of, this is like when we started to learn how to communicate a little better, we looked at each other and we're like, well, where the fuck do we want to be in five years? Like, do we mm-hmm. want to be in the same rut we were just in that we tried so hard to get out of? Or do we want to, you know, we can do this. We just, it's going to suck. And we just have to push and push and push and push. And we just kept the foot down. And all of a sudden, like. It was literally to the point where he was like, Joe, my mortgage comes out tomorrow. And I was like, my student loans come out tomorrow, which are almost the same as your mortgage. So what are we going to do? And like that day, the mail came and there just so happened to be just enough checks to, you know, each of us take enough money to pay those those bills and pay the rent for the office for the next month. And we were like, all right, we can breathe for 30 days. And then that was it. And then it slowly got to the point where... You know, more, we more just checks, didn't get more checks. It, it built. It really, one big thing too is we both really realized, like, you know, we understand it's really not about tomorrow, mm-hmm. and it's not about today. It's not about tomorrow. It's not even about next week. It's not about next month. It's not about next year. We really have the vision of ten years. Mm-hmm. Like, where do we want to be in ten years? So like, we can't worry about the struggle right now. Mm-hmm. We can't worry about the struggle next year. Right. We. It's really because okay, like investing wise. You know, a lot of people are looking at us like, who, who are these two fucking guys spending all this money on billboards, on social media, sponsoring this, sponsoring that, doing this, 
you know, putting up ads in this paper, putting up ads on this website, doing this, you know, buying t-shirts for an entire school, doing this. Right. You know, like who do these guys think they are? But it's really our vision is not about this year or right now at all. It's about ten years and this is what we need to do. And these this is the amount of money we need to invest back into the business to get us to where we want to be in ten years. And that's really what we understand. See, I did I'm fucking jacked that you just said that because nobody I I think the statistic at this point is like that over 80% of businesses fail in the first year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's because people don't have that type of vision. Most people, when you're starting a business, like they look at today and they look at the month, look at the 30 days out and they're like, fuck, like I have X amount of my account. Like you just said, like, did you know that people fold in because of what you guys have both just said? We started seeing that <laughs> at the beginning and we started like just being like, wait a sec. How can we not think this way? How can we, like, we had to start, like, almost sitting down with each other and communicating and being like, dude, we can't look at now. We can't look at tomorrow. We can't look at, we have to keep our vision forward and actually turning this business into what it can become and not what it is right now. Right. And, and you know, and it's, and it's interesting. So for me in my world, when I started at Death and Social, I was in my parents' basement, so I was still living home. I was a fucking teenager. So, like, it's very different from building my own house and, like, doing shit like that. But the one thing the one thing in my world at that time, it's, like, I was in the process of trying to start this thing, and I had zero money. Like, and at the time, when I was younger, you know, my friends were working at restaurants and this place and that place. And so they were out, they, you know, they got a new car, and they were doing this, and they were doing that. And I had to beg my grandma for gas money. I had to beg my mom, my dad for, you know, money to do this. My grandma co-signed, uh, co-signed for my first laptop from Best Buy. <laughs> Dude, it was like, it was like that type of shit. And it was like, in my first year in business, I think I made like four grand um, total. And I never once ever thought like, well, this isn't going to work. Like I always felt like, okay, well... I always have the bigger vision, like you just said, and I think mo- I think not enough entrepreneurs that are starting think that way. But that's what. But see, I say this all the time, and you guys just proved it. If when if you want to start your own business, and if you're an entrepreneur, you're fucked up in the head. Yeah. Because be- because because being fucked up in the head is is be is is like being at past the border of safe security and comfort like your mortgage payments coming out and you're like uh where's it coming out <laughs> i was like most foreigners got more money than that. Like, you know they'll figure it out <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they can keep their lights on over there but that's the whole thing though and like but but that's but that's why like for me i look at i look at it like if if you're a lion in the jungle, you're gonna eat because you're not gonna you will not you will die before you you know don't eat like you'll exactly. do anything like everything on the line, exactly. and but that's what separates an entrepreneur or a bit or somebody who's actually a business owner from somebody who wants to do something and they fail because that that comfort is exactly that comfort zone where it plays back in you know they think well that's too that's too risky I'm not doing that I'm not I'm not risking my mortgage I'm not risking you know being able to go out and buy a coffee. My man's drinking Rooks right now, so you must, must be sitting pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I was I had, you know, think about it. I, 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 had a, I had a fiance, now my wife at the time, essentially being like, you can't do this. You know, we, you know, we have a yeah. family. Like, you know, we have a house that we, I literally bought a house and I was renovating the whole thing. Right. You know, pretty much my mother, my father, everyone told me, no, don't do it, don't do it. 
And I, I say, AJ lost his shit. Say, <laughs> it must be that guy, Joe, fucking. <laughs> say, so it was to the point where he was like, "Well, Joe, I'm closing my house on this day, so I gotta wait till that day, till this money comes through." And I was like, "All right, well, I gotta wait till I get paid." And it's the end of the month, and I don't want to piss him off because I want to make sure I get my bonus. Right. So, and then it just we timed it exactly right, but like it got to where like he's saying like he had his fiance at the time, she was nervous, she was kind of like. Is like and, and she has every right to be because she's engaged to this guy and you know what's going to happen if everything falls apart. Right. I you know he had his parents tell him it's not a good idea. I had my family tell him it's not a good idea. And him and I looked at each other. And we were like, "Fuck it!" Like and we to this day like him and I are both very like lone wolf type guys. Um, we don't have a lot of people in our life that we trust with certain things. We right. don't go to a lot of people, right. but we do consistently go to each other. And it gets to the point where right. like if three other people tell him and I that it's a bad idea, him and I look at each other and go, that's the right idea. Right. Well, that's a good idea. Right. <laughs> you want to go against the fucking grain. Always. Well, the one big thing too is I, I'm sure you realize this probably in, in probably in this, in your world of aspect and even just business too. Um, you know, we were probably saying this this morning, you know, before we even came over, said, you know, nobody even knows what they're doing, <laughs> in a way, in, in a real grand scheme of things. And it's just okay, like, figure it out. Like, right. if you can figure it out better than the guy next to you, mm-hmm. and you're willing to literally stay up longer, do more work, do the work harder than the person next to you, then you're going to get it done. And that's really what we're, we're trying to almost try to prove, especially within our, you know, healthcare world or, you know, wellness, I right. guess that we're doing, you know, and, and, and the sports world, the sports too, world, sure. uh, you know, exactly the sports world with all these athletes and then, and, the, and then just, you know, care for the athletes, you know, the, the people don't even understand how to communicate with them properly, don't know how to treat them right. Don't right. know how to treat them the way they want to be treated. Don't right. understand these things. And it's just like, all right, we'll just figure it out and we'll get it done. Like That's really what it's about. You you have to fake it till you fucking make it. That's the reality of it. And and even though you went to school and you guys know this shit, like it's still that there's still that stuff where and from a business acumen standpoint, like nobody knows shit. You get dropped on your face when you start business because it's not it's never what you can't read that in books and textbooks no, business, you can't for sure yeah I'm just saying the business aspect of it yeah. you know what I mean because you could be there are so many times like when I was in when I was in uh, I, I didn't graduate college but when I was in high school at least or any of my uh, career in the education system I always was in remedial classes so I was like that dude that like once it was time to take a test like I was the dude that walked out with like four people and took a test and <laughs> I was that dude and but the biggest thing though is that now like when I look at that stuff it's like well at the end of the day like you think that like that predicates your future and you're like fuck like if I'm not a good student like I know for a motherfucking fact that there's not one person in Brick Memorial that is in my class that is remotely near what I'm doing and that's not cocky but there are so many different people who are 10 times more intelligent than I am and they're smarter than I am but I will outwork anybody mm-hmm. I don't sleep like literally, I don't fucking sleep, and that's why I know. Like, there's, there's like with death and with death and taxes, I know that adapting social and whatever ventures that I'm in will always succeed because I'm gonna drive it. And if I'm in control of my life, then I'm gonna make sure I succeed. And that's why it's like you look at the fact that you can go to school, but you can still like I know people who are very smart and have plans, but they don't fucking execute, and they don't take the time to learn all this shit 
where you know you're gonna get dropped on your fucking face when you start your business and have finances be fucking shitty and scary. We got dropped on our face a few times. Yeah, yeah. You got dropped and kicked in the nuts. That's it. <laughs> and so, I think you know one thing. One thing that I like to do here, you know, we're, we're, we're running close here. One thing I like to do here is is uh, put people on the spot real quick and ask them. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you first. All right, it gives you a little time to think. Yeah. But <laughs> what what is some sort of life quote that you really like that really like like kind of fulfills your purpose don't say live laugh love no. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't even, I can't even think of one right now I wish you guys would have told us this like maybe yesterday when we were coming over that's why I like that I threw it on the spot um, I, I'll, I can start by I can tell you mine first because uh, it was really relevant to you guys talking about your story and so for me, when I, when, again, when I was starting the company, you know, one thing that, one thing that, you know, I realized very early on is that like motivating myself is like really important because not making any money, having an idea, being my parents fucking cinder block wall basement at the time doing this wasn't attractive. It wasn't sexy, but, um, you know, I knew that the struggle had to, had to happen now and in order, in order to succeed, I had to struggle. And so I went, I printed out from, I found a quote on Google that I liked. So I printed it out. I put it next to my bed. So I saw it when I woke up and then I put it in my little basement office, my parents' house. Um, and it read, live a few years of your life like most people will not. So you can live the rest of your life like most people cannot. And so for me, it's exactly what you guys essentially have been doing, what you, you know, what you guys started with. It's like nobody in their right mind, right, who's a normal person would ever do what you guys just said. Like, like you have mortgage payments coming out, like, you know, engagements, you know, you're getting married. Like there are so many different scary parts, but the fact that you keep saying 10 years out like that, that's huge because you have to eat shit for a long time to be very successful. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you guys, <laughs> you got it. All right. So, so it's not necessarily a quote, Okay. but one thing that, you know, this thing, I, I saw this, um, it's actually a tattoo that someone had that got, that got it put on them after a really bad car accident years ago. It's actually the uh, CEO of uh, BPI. It's a, a, um, a nutrition company that they've kind of struggled the last couple of years, but they were at one point, like, I want to say, like, the nutrition company of the year and everywhere right. across the world. Um, so, and I saw this, and it was really after, you know, I got my license as an acupuncturist, and I had a lot of struggle getting my license. I had a lot of issues just growing up. I... You know, just certain aspects that really, that I struggled with. Mm-hmm. And really one of the things was, and I, and I kind of came real across this, actually the other day, I actually had a screenshot of it on my phone, that's where I'm looking at it right now. And it's something that I'm thinking about getting a tattoo on myself, possibly like inside my arm right here. And it actually, it says, uh, it's Lucto et Emerdo. It's a Latin for, I struggle and I emerge. Mm-hmm. And it really, when I was reading it, it was a whole article in a, a men's health magazine years ago. And I was reading it and I was like, this thing just really... That's fucking fire. I just saw it. And I was like, holy shit. This is like, it really... I was like, I think I like just got my license and it literally was like kind of just a perfect thing for me. Like right in my face. And it was like this guy, like he was on top of the world. He was like, you know, a bodybuilder or something. And he had like a... A 1974 like, Porsche or something, some sick, like, was flying down the road and, like, ended up in a ditch and essentially was, like, oh, left shit. for dead type thing. Wow. And he literally, over, like, a matter of, like, months or years, rebuilt himself. And now, like, the guy became, like, this, like, you know, 
I guess like uh, picture of like the like you know if you look at his physique, he's just like you know one of those type of guys. Right. And then became the CEO of BPI, which mm-hmm. is like one of the top you know nutrition companies in the world. Which you wow. Know, and, and it really just stood with me all this way. And so I think that's really something that really means a lot. You know. I fucking love that. We're gonna title this "I Struggle, I Emerge." I love that for this podcast. And how about you? Um, so it's actually like the quote that we've been starting to use a lot for the office. Um, like when we first started, we always said like, you need to have something that like ties to you that makes your brand stand out. Like Nike's just do it. Everybody knows that. Um, right. so we early on, like needed to come up with something and I'm like sitting there, I'm sitting there and like, I'm trying to be super corny about it. Um, <laughs> Really, AJ and my fiance were going. I was the one texting, but it was like my fiance was saying stuff to me. AJ was texting it back to me, and them two were going back and forth. And they came up with the name of like the company, Thrive Spine Sports Rehab. Right. Him and my fiance, they were back and forth on it. One threw a word, the other threw a word. He came back with Thrive. She came back with this. Boom, boom, boom. It all came together, and I was like, all right, I love it. So early on, I was like, well, we need something that stands for us, and there's no better thing that could stand for us than don't just live, thrive. Mm. because that's why we do what we do right because we were just living we were getting up every day working for somebody else punching a clock making enough money to live our lives not enough to live the life that we wanted to or even live the life that we think we can right but it was you know just it was you're in that cycle that everyone else does and this being an entrepreneur the one thing we've learned is it's it's never you know, going after somebody else or making fun of somebody who wants to live that average life because if that's what you want in your life, then that's the perfect life for you. Right. If that makes you happy, then that's what you should be doing. But him and I, it just wasn't enough for mm-hmm. us. It wasn't enough to like really keep us motivated. And right. don't just live thrive is what came out of it. And that's what I try to do like every single day. Like that's, you know, if I could just do what everyone else is doing, or I could take that little bit step forward and mm-hmm. I can really put some distance in between me and, and the rest of the average. So I love that. And so what would you say to somebody who is just starting as an entrepreneur in any business, not specifically your industry, uh, what advice would you give an entrepreneur? Believe in yourself. Don't, don't listen. To, I mean, obviously yes, take, take in effect, take in, um, consideration what people around you are saying to you obviously strategically think about it but you know believe truly believe in yourself if you really have that hurt and that want to really do something believe in yourself don't don't let the the, the doubters the haters you know get into your head um you know and, and really believe in yourself to, and, and really try to get it done yeah. how about you joe same thing like don't let the negative creep in um we both have had struggles with negative creeping in and sometimes that negative can come from places that you you don't expect it whether it's like close friends or family or this and that and it's not necessarily because they want to be negative on you sometimes they do it from a place of like they they're concerned and they don't want you to get hurt or upset or fail Mm -hmm. um but to really truly succeed you have to be willing to fail completely right and i think that that mentality stemming it all the way back to sports stems from the fact that aj and i were both closers Mm -hmm. in college so like you said earlier like to start your own business you have to be a little fucked up (laughs) to be a closer in baseball it's the same thing because you're going into a situation that you didn't even you didn't start the game you didn't put the team in that position you have no control and you're usually walking into a firefight 
and it's your I never job. Thought of, I never thought of like. And also, I never too, thought of it that way for another, baseball. Another thing about wow. it too is like think about it too. It's like you get your you get hit around the one day. Guess what? You got to come out the next day, and you have to literally forget about that failure, and you have to, you have to go out there and succeed again the next day right away. Yeah. Because you might have you know you might be playing the same team two days in a row. The day before, you literally blew the save. You got your you know clocked around and next day guess what the team's right back in the same situation you're running back out there and you got to take care of it again so it really allowed for us like we said it, it taught us and understood like let that failure you know what think about it a little bit but at the end of the day get your ass right back out there uh, and get going again um, and in business you know that I really love that thought process of like being like uh Closer, because I never thought of it like that. Where it's like you're walking into somebody else's fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> where that's pretty cool. I never thought of it like that. But you know, what? I feel like in business, the fact is, is that you're only as good as your next up at bat. You know, like you can do amazing things, but if you shit the bed, that's what everybody's looking at. Mm-hmm. Especially with the world now, with reviews out there yeah. and all that stuff like that, I could fuck <laughs> royally fuck a business. Okay. So, so, but, uh, but guys, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for really appreciate it. Great. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I like to say to anybody who listens is always the fact that like, listen, a lot of people are on autopilot. So they're walking around every day, you know, when like you're in a store and you see somebody, you know, and it's like, Hey, how are you? It's always that same fucking generic conversation where it's like, everything good. Oh, good. Yeah. Cool. And then they may ask you about your business or your kid or this, or that. Um, but instead of, instead of just being on autopilot and asking those generic questions or things like that, I like to tell people to create a great day. Don't have a good day because it just puts you back into that autopilot or have a good day. Well, I fucking control my day. I'm going to create a good day. So I love to disrupt the mind. But everybody listening, don't only create a great day. I love what AJ said. Don't think about the next two years. Think, have the vision set in place for the next 10 years and just be prepared to eat shit because that's what entrepreneurship is about. It's about fucking struggling and emerging. That was fire, man. We're going to have that be the title of this podcast. But thank you guys again. And oh, real quickly, where can they find you? Give us the, the social tags. Give us the website. Give us everything. All right. Uh, Thrive Spine and Sports Rehab is pretty much our tag for everything, whether it's www or um, on Instagram or Facebook. Um, we're located right in Spring Lake. Um, I guess that's the easiest way to find us. Boom. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Everybody create a great day. Thank you.